Hi, this is Rock. That's John. And this is Now Hear This.
<laughs> what do you want for nothing? Rubber biscuit? Bow, bow. Okay, this next song is a slow blues tune called Shotgun Blues. This features on guitar, Matt Guitar Murphy.
single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, put your hands up. I put your hands up. Up in the club, just broke up, doing my own little thing. Decided to dip, now you want a trip, cause another brother noticed me. I'm up. He's up on me, I don't pay him any attention I cried my tears for three good years No, you can't be mad at me Cause if you like it, then you should've put a ring on it If you like it, then you should've put a ring on it Don't be mad when you see that he won't it Cause if you like it, then you should've put a ring on it oh oh
listen to a great medley by Steely Dan, one of my all-time favorite class act bands. Is this a Nakamichi? No, this is not a Nakamichi. <laughs> this is from the 1993 Comeback Tour, and they do Royal Scam and Bad Sneakers in Asia, and it's just like the old R&B bands where it's Gladys Knight and the Pips, and the Pips come out, and they do a little song ahead of time, and they go, it's star time, he's Gladys Knight. Well, this was the Steely Dan Orchestra before Donald and Walter would walk out. And the star of this was Drew Zing, the guitar player, who just knew how important it was for guitarists that he get this right, that he play the parts right, that he play with fire, and that he play with invention. And quite frankly, honestly, he I think he got 
booted from the band because he got as big an ovation as Donald and Walter did. So it became like Donald, Walter, and Drew. And they said, no, no, no. He was outshining them. Yeah, he was shining unintentionally. Good, unintentionally, but that's my. He opinion. was doing too good a job. Too good a job. Anyway, and now he was with that. This is they started touring again in nineteen ninety three. Bruising was with them from nineteen ninety three to was it more than one tour? I think it was just the first tour. Maybe it was another one. But okay. Either way, this is just a great medley of Steely Dan songs, and the band is is, is wonderful. Just totally, totally musical. From that song. We go into something you chose, the rubber biscuits, which is lights up my life. <laughs> yeah, what, what can be said? I mean, really, I can't, I can't say anything other than it's the Blues Brothers doing Rubber Biscuit, which was what well, was a single in 1978 or 79, and I bought it. That was, that was quite a song. Anyway. Uh, uh, if, if that doesn't make you laugh out loud, you'd be dead. <laughs> I don't know. And then we follow that with the great classic from Frank Zappa, Peaches of Regalia. Which is, you know, the way I look at it, it's, that's Frank's number one hit. You know, it's like the, the studio version from Hot Rats, it just can't be topped. I mean, it, you know what? And it's a good number one hit, and it's very easy to listen to. I mean, it's not literally it wasn't a number one hit, but in the, the pantheon of Frank Zappa, it was, it was a hit. It's one of his more well-known orchestral pieces um, that doesn't have dirty words or jokey lyrics or anything like that going on. I met Frank Zappa twice during uh, my tenure with magazines, and the first time I met him, I said to him, I have this daydream. I'm on the, uh, the match game with Gene Rayburn. And the question is, name a Frank Zappa song. And I say, Peaches and Regalia, and win the whole show. <laughs> what, what did he think of that? He, he, he pretty much he said, nobody doesn't like Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Peaches, we played Single Ladies by Sarah Bareilles. I just love this. You know, she takes this gigantic sort of dancey song from Beyonce, turns it into a 1950s doo-wop rock and roll song. I think Sarah Bareilles is incredibly talented as a singer and as a songwriter and as an interpreter of other people's songs. Now, how did that song, how did that song fly with the respective audiences? I suppose, I would guess she has an audience and Beyonce has an audience and Maybe the two don't, don't meet. I don't know if they do or not. I, I don't know how it flew. I don't know that she ever recorded it uh, on a studio record. Oh, this is okay. a live this is rendition. This just a live rendition. Okay. Yeah, I may be wrong, but I think she performed it live for a Billboard a magazine in their offices or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe, you know, I don't, so it is truly rare. No, it is pretty rare, but it, it's just wonderful. And I, I just, Now, where'd the sample at the end come from? You know what? I, they must have added it. So okay. must have added it live or how, however they did it. But I think Sarah Bareilles is one of the great songwriters, pop songwriters of our time. The last song in this segment is I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass by Nick Lowe. And I love the sound of this record. I love the piano. I love the hand claps. I love the poppiness of a sad lyric. The joie de vie. <laughs> This is, is one of my favorite songs that I thought should have gotten a lot more airplay when it was on. It's got a lot of life to it. It's a fun song. A but then again, I love Nick Lowe. You know, it's funny. He, if you've listened to any of his recent records, recent meaning in the last 20 years, he's, uh, he's not quite the exuberant uh, pop rocker he once was. Although I read a, either read or saw an interview with him recently, and he said, he said that his fans come up to him and ask him, why he rocketh not anymore. And he says, I think I rock harder than I ever did before. So there you go. This next song is quite a short one, and it's called I Need You to Turn To. Mm-hmm. 
You're not ashamed to carry my life. You are nailed to my love in many lonely nights. Straight from the cottages, found myself here. Oh, I need your love. Your love protects my fears. And I want Screw you down. 
must ask for nothing You get nothing in return If you're nice you bring me water If you're not then I will
fading light Be with my western girl Round the fire oh so bright I'd be the Indian's friend
we decided to do um, put, put some orchestral and rock songs together. And uh, first thing that we played was uh, Elton John, I, Elton John's I Need You to Turn To, which I think is off the Elton John album. It's either that or, or a Tumbleweed Connection. I'm not sure which. But anyway, this comes off of, a, I guess it was a, a CD uh, that the fan club, that Elton John's fan club put out in the 1990s called Elton John Live Plus. And I'm not quite sure of the vintage. It sounds a lot like the... Uh, like it came from uh, the it's very similar sounding to the Elton John Live in Australia album, which is really uh, an excellent record where he uh, performed live with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. At the same time, he was having vocal problems. In any event, this was recorded at some point where he wasn't having vocal problems. And it's just, I think it's just a great emotional heart tugger that's beautiful. And then uh, you followed that with Love. You love, on... yeah. You set the scene. Arthur Lee and Love were one of the great 60s bands coming out of the San Francisco area. And it was an era when you could experiment with all kinds of form and sounds. It was kind of an era from that area. <laughs> and, and this is like a, a little suite that I've always uh, been fond of. I thought these guys were a really gifted, enjoyable band. And I followed that with uh, just one of my favorite songs. Uh, off of one of my favorite albums, which is Out of the Blue, the double album that was put out by uh, Jeff Lynne and Electric Light Orchestra in 1977. And this is the final song on that album called Wild West Hero. And I put it on simply because I think it's a great song that never gets heard. And it's got, I think, I think there, it's a real orchestra. Hmm. <laughs> and then after that was, uh, uh, you picked the uh, instrumental only version of George Harrison's Within You Without You from Sgt. Pepper. Yeah, it- Holds up beautifully on its own. It sure does. You know you know it because you do. I, I recently saw, a, uh, there was a documentary on, on Sir George Martin. And he was asked uh, if he had any regrets or anything like that as far as how he re- handled the Beatles. And he said he wished he'd paid more attention to George, Wright, George Harrison's songwriting uh, through the years. And cited Within You Without You, actually, as... Um, that there was a lot more going on there, and he didn't. George Martin didn't really realize it until after the fact how mm. good it, in fact, was. But when you listen to the orchestration, I mean, it's a perfect meeting of East and West. It really is. Mm. Well, let's go to the meeting. The final section of songs, John picked uh, Dr. John's Right Place, Wrong Time. And in fairness, I must say, you had originally wanted to play a live take that's available on YouTube uh, with Dr. John and Eric Clapton. And in the end, I twisted your arm and we just put on the, the single version. One day when you're not here, yeah. I'm going to play that other version. But yeah. well, this is just great. This is the slow bump in the night kind of groove. In fact, all of these songs have this. And, and this song, as I mentioned to you, is uh, produced by the late Alan Toussaint. So there's mm. definitely an Alan Toussaint theme going on here and now hear this. Mm. Unintentional. Yeah. Though it may be. It's the music we like. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny how that, that happens, isn't it? And then um, after that, you put on a very obscure song, Calling Elvis, which is a pretty obscure song by Dire Straits. Why don't you tell me about uh, that? Uh, I know you like it. Oh, lot. I love it. I love it. It's one of these songs where they catch a groove and they repeat the feel, they repeat the groove, and they go and they go and they go, and you're with them all the way. Whether it's a pedal steel guitar doing, you know, just little light lines, whether it's just the drums uh, chugging along like a train, whether it's the guitar parts that are punctuating, everything in this song punches like a jab. You're in a boxing match. There's no gigantic uppercut. It's punch after punch after punch, tight, crisp, and solid. And this song, I could just ride it for as long as it's it's very rhythmic. It's very rhythmic. 
You said something about his soloing in that song uh, last week when, when we were first talking about it. Well, what I like about Mark Knopfler in general, besides the fact that there's no wasted notes, is that he's always playing chord tones. I don't know if you noticed that. I did, no, I didn't. Tell me he, more about that. You know, whatever the chords are, his melodies are being pulled out of the tones that make up those chords. It's not just a scale. It is literally chords are made up of three notes, four notes. Uh-huh. And he's really concentrating on those notes to make his melody. I didn't, I honestly didn't and know that that was all that his, different than a scale. Now that's part of his style in general. Uh, but what he plays in, in this particular song, it just sucks me in and takes me along on that ride. This is one of my favorite longer tracks. In fact, I love the, even the live one, which well, is like 11 minutes long. Well, putting on the live one, and I don't remember why we, why we stayed with, this, with the studio version. Courtesy of the listener. And then the, the next song is another one that you picked uh, by Nina Simone. And I just want to say that there's a, um, there's a documentary out there. I think it's been pretty much funded by uh, Nina Simone's daughter, who I think was probably the producer and is the main talking head in and I had never really known much about Nina Simone until I watched this documentary, which can currently be seen on Netflix. And it's called Nina Simone, What Happened is the name of the documentary. And I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is a really, really well-made documentary about somebody I didn't know much about. And what a genius. I mean, really, and I don't throw that word around. But I mean, it's just there's no denying it. And the fact that she considered herself a failure because what she wanted to be was the first black classical pianist and she didn't. End, she ended up being something else that she defined, um, but that didn't make her happy. Well, because she had mental illness, etc. I just I found it very interesting that you picked a Nina Simone song, just because I recently watched this thing and was quite taken by her, and didn't really know where to start um, as far as where to listen. Well, and tell me about this song. Uh, this song was a Sinner Man. Sinner Man, yeah. This song, Sinner Man. It, I believe it was on the radio. I believe it was really a hit for her as well. And it was live, and it was rehearsal, and it's so cool because in the middle of the song, she literally stops singing and says, "Oh, the guy wants to talk to me on the phone." Uh, but the music's still going. The, the music's, music's going. Playing. She goes, "Tell him to wait. I'll call him back." So Which that's is something how, she did. That's how live the track is. Yeah, it's <laughs> something she did when when I was on the the uh, documentary I was watching when she came back and did one of her first shows after a, a long hiatus uh, in the mid seventies. Uh, there's a very um, kind of unsettling scene where she's on stage and this prolonged scene where she's not really giving the audience what they want. She's just kind of standing and looking at the... Anyway, she sits down to start playing, but before she starts playing, she tells a woman, you know, 500 feet away from her to sit down. And she's, <laughs> she's going, yes, you, sit down. It's very similar to this. I mean, there is an insistency to this track. It's like a train. It's just going the piano part. Is, she's is, going to do it her way. It's repetitive. very clear she's going to do things yeah. her way. You know, there's an element, that's one of the elements I love about Van Morrison. In this song, there's a, there is a repetition. And wherever she's going with that repetition, I am going with her all the way. Now, when somebody repeats things often enough, you can zone out pretty easily if they're not sucking you in. And Nina Simone, man, she invites you in and you're going to stay for the whole party. <laughs> that's true. Final song is uh, David Bowie's Station to Station, the title track from his 1976 album of the same name. It's the full 10-minute opus, and all I can say is I hope you enjoy it, because it's a beaut.
been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. I'd have said the right thing, but it must have used the wrong line. I've been on the right trip, but it must have used the wrong call. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what it's good for. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. My head is in a bad place, but I'm having such a good time. I've been running, trying to catch hung up in my mind. Just got to give myself a good talking to this time. Just need a little brain salad surgery. I got to cue of my insecurity. Baby, so far from home Don't you think, 
put him on Tell him I was calling Just to wish him well Let me leave my number I'll break hotel Hold on me tender Baby don't be cruel Ain't turn to send Treat me like fool
to the river, it'll be boiling, I run to the sea now. It'll be boiling, I run to the sea now. It'll be boiling all of my day. Well, I run to the rock. Well, tell him I'm practicing, I'll call him back. I'll call him back. Run to the river, it'll be boiling.
And that's what we're talking about. 